hello and welcome to the Lost Archives. My name's Owen and I'm the Dungeon Master of this ragtag group of heroes and adventurers. Hi everybody, I'm Claire. I'm playing Mira, who's a dragonborn sorcerer, half-red dragon, half-silver dragon. Uh, originally was a bit of a politician and now has joined the adventuring life probably to a greater extent than she ever expected. I'm Michael, I'm playing Lockie Hobbs, a warforged artificer. Uh, originally was part of a flying castle, but have since left and resumed an adventure with my mouth friends. Uh, cool. Um, hey guys, I'm Jared and I play the character of Jin. He is a level 6 lore bard and a level 2 hexblade warlock. Uh, I'm currently an associate and ally of the Tempest Guild, and I'm helping them in their goal of stopping the Queen of Dragons, Tiamat. Hello, I'm Ali, and I'm playing Sharma, the Yuan T. Sorlock, um, who is traveling with the Tempest Adventuring Guild, trying to find the other half of her soul, who is hiding somewhere away, far from reach. Hi guys, I'm Matt, uh, playing Yedda, the uh, sneaky wood elf ranger and rogue, who, after a tragic uh, incident in the jungle with his previous expedition, has now joined up with this lovely ragtag group of adventurers and is uh, looking to see what happens next. Hello! Hello, hello everybody. Welcome. Welcome back to the Lost Archives. We're playing Tyranny of Dragons tonight. Get excited. We're excited. Now for podcast listeners, there is one voice you won't hear tonight. It's Jared's. He's sick. He's sick and tired of not being effective in combat. No, he's, he's not coming tonight because he's uh, he's feeling a bit sick. Um, he is he's out for the count. I think he said like most of his work had been been laid off with a bit of illness. So unfortunately, he's not going to be able to join us tonight. Um, but he will be back again next week, hopefully. And hopefully he'll be back for more Curse of Stroud on Monday. So we're wishing him a speedy, speedy recovery. Uh, thank you, everybody, who came and joined us for Curse of Stroud on Monday night. We had an awesome, awesome session. Uh, not to say any spoilers, but um, we finally wrapped up the first three levels of uh, Durst Manor, which is the kind of introductory adventure, my modified version of Death House. And we are now well and truly in Barovia proper and uh, starting the real Curse of Strahd. We're really sinking our fangs into Curse of Strahd now. We're, we're, we're getting to the real meat and bones of it. Um, so we're, we're super excited to, to get into more of that. So if you, if you have been listening to Tyranny of Dragons... Uh, and you've been enjoying it, definitely, definitely go check out Curse of Stride as well. You're going to have a blast with the Curse of Stride campaign. And um, get excited for the follow-up to Tyranny of Dragons because we are rapidly approaching the end of this campaign. I don't think... Originally, I wondered if we might finish before Christmas. Um, this little detour off to see the Flesh Sculptor has pushed that out a little bit. So I'd say <laughs> at this stage, we're going to be popping in and finishing up in the new year. But don't be sad. We've already got most of the characters ready to go for the second campaign. Depending on what the characters choose, it will be one of a couple of options for the second campaign, for the, the follow-up campaign of the of the main Lost Archive series. We don't know what that's going to be yet because it all depends on what these guys choose in the, uh, in the next few sessions. So I will do a little bit of a recap, get us up to speed with what happened last session. Um... Unless there was... Oh, RPG story. Claire is going to share an RPG story. Okay. Well, D&D story. Because um, I'm, I'm currently creating a one-shot, which is my thing. I do, like, one-shots. And ever since... I've done Christmas one-shots forever. 
and I've been doing Halloween one shots. And so for Halloween last year, I did like a like a mad scientist lab. Was where that the, the Rochester house, or was that yes. the year before? No, no, the other one, the the lab one. Oh, okay. Where you guys were all monsters. I don't. Do remember that? I don't... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I do. I do. Yeah. I do. Yep, so instead of playing characters, they were creatures and they had stat blocks. So there was like a few, like I said, get a few monsters because you might you might die. They're not as hardy as your player characters. Oh, this is here. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, we're having some internet issues, but, you know, that's just what 2021, 2022 would like. And so players got out of their cells and the first room they came to was like this golem sort of situation where it was being powered by electricity, you know, classic, classic. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, one of the players who was playing a flump decided that the best way to handle this situation was to press the button. And I said to them, the button releases a current of electricity into the golem, you see it twitching, you take some damage because it's a live spark. And this, this player was just like, oh, okay, I do it my maximum amount of times per round, which as a flump is eight. <laughs> so they discharged eight rounds of electricity dealing like a hundred and something, something to these squishy little level two creatures and the entire party TPK'd and that was the end of the one shot. Yep. And that my little it. closet was dead. Yep. It was dead. Yeah. So that was my favorite TPK that I've ever done. <laughs> To a, to a to a party, yeah. It's just so it was, brutal, man. It's so brutal. Yeah. It was amazing. It was great. <laughs> now, also, the was and it was really good. And it was really fun. <laughs> <laughs> What's the what was the Halloween one this year? Uh, actually, this year we finished off we finished that one. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. So, so, so we, so me, Tara, and Patrick spent two, three hours while playing uh, a flying carpet. Yeah. A, um, uh, a living a, doll, a living doll, and a wisp. A wisp. A wisp. I do none love of wisps. These, none of these monsters talk. Yeah, yeah. we didn't talk to each other. Yeah, so that was three hours. You don't need it. Time. Just take the telepathy feat and problem solved. <laughs> we didn't do that. Oh, I know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I, I, I just basically acted like um, the flying carpet from um, Aladdin. 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 Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I love it. That's hilarious. Yeah. And, 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 and my thing was, I because I was a writer of smothering, so I, I smother stuff. Yeah. So anytime I interacted with anything, I would, I would smother. Smothered. That's, yeah. yeah. They, <laughs> they still didn't escape. They still, no. Still, no. No, we didn't escape. We, we we did kill the um the adventuring party that was exploring yep. everywhere. Yep. Um, and then um, the, the wisp turned itself into a beholder. Yeah. And then, oh. and now, and now the beholder has a lair of um, filled with living dolls, filled with living and, dolls and, and a dogs. single rug of smothering. Yeah. Oh my god, that's that's wow. a, that's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> Righty, so <laughs> let's do our recap. Uh, last session, the Tempest Adventuring Guild, a group of mercenaries, explorers, and adventurers, has been working to thwart the machinations of a group known as the Order of the Dragon. This cult has been amassing power, wealth, and knowledge in an attempt to perform a ritual which would bring a draconic god, Tiamat, back into the world. Our story has been following the escapades of some of the members of this group. Mira, Jin, Loki, Yervath, and Shana, who are now searching for a flesh sculptor to help revive a fallen companion. 
The group have tracked this individual, gifted in transmutation magic, to the city of Dromethion, capital of the Ganassi territories, the elemental states. After spending some time buying and selling some upgraded gear, the group returned to the airship to speak with Ocelor, leader of the Dromethion Harpers. Flint, an Earth Ganassi member of the Harpers, took the group to the hideout of the Harpers in Dromethion, and there they spent a little bit of time learning about the lay of the land. Ocelor in particular was keen to warn the adventurers away from seeking out the flesh sculptor, but some persuasive arguments put forward by the party, um, as well as a promise not to get too involved with any wrongdoings or ne'er-do-wells, Ocelor revealed that just outside the West Bank, in a small village, at an inn, they would find their quarry. Arriving in this small area and crossing over the bridge, the party, just as they were about to enter through the storm, oh, that was surprising. Just as they're about to enter the storm cellar, leading down to the, uh, the area in which this flesh sculptor would be staying, the party was attacked by a group of assassins from the cult of the dragon, the Order of the Dragon. A large bronze dragon named Velsivar, and a dragonborn called Crixus. After an incredibly tense battle, which almost saw some of our players go down, the group managed to be victorious, driving off the arriving Wyvern and managing to slay both Velsivar and Crixus. We left off last session right at the end of that combat, as Crixus's body falls limp to the ground after rushing over to Velsivar, attempting to cast some spell, and Loki, I believe you had the killing blow to strike him down. Yeah. Um, we jump straight back in exactly where we left off. Uh, Jin dismisses his um, his sword, his um, spiritual weapon, uh, and moves around to have a bit of a look at Velsivar's body, which is lying prone on the ground underneath a thicket of collapsed trees, his massive form crushing the foliage underneath, snapping branches, rending bark from the trunk as his form crashed to the ground with an enormous thud. Hand over to you guys. So Shada's still invisible. Right? Shada's everyone... still invisible. <laughs> How does everyone else look? Like Jin's um, looking a little bit hurt. I'll share yep. that. Yerva, Yerva is definitely a bit uh, a bit hit, a bit hurt. She took a couple of direct blasts from uh, Velsiva's lightning breath, so it's mm. probably looking a bit frazzled. Mm. Would anyone be down for a bit of a short rest at all? I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I could do with a bit of a sit down. I could, yes. I just have to check out if anyone's still alive in there. I'm just at the at the the um the place we we're going in. I think it's got a bit destroyed in the process. Yeah, Yavis's yeah, gonna come up to Mira and go. First of all, to Mira, are you, are you okay? Mira looks. Pretty hurt. <laughs> you, you, I saw you back there. You were you, there was some sort of power that unleashed from your amulet, seemed oh. to do damage to you as well as the, the dragon. You are, are you all right? I'm okay. Yes, I thought maybe foolishly that if I could just intimidate this a bit, but they are relentless. There was they some... are beyond. It looked really cool though. Thanks. This, yeah, and, and you know, cool. I, I mean, it kind of worked. Nudges the dead dragon with his toe. Oh, it's so good. 
There. Well, it was a sh it was a shame to have to use Yara, but it seemed to do the job. So at least we know they work. That was a mighty shot. Thank you. Uh, I don't think Eleanor's gone at the moment, doesn't she? Yeah. She's gone. No, no, she's she's here. Okay, good. Yeah, you I think her. you resummoned her, yeah. She's in her blue form. Yes. I, I, before we continue, I did want to say I was um, quite happy with how well we worked together. That's, that could have yeah. been a lot worse. That was, that was good effort. Hmm. A shame we couldn't bring these to our side, but... Like I, like I said, there just didn't seem to be any reasoning with them. I, I tried. Shana, you tried. Nothing. There are always casualties in war. I think the fact that we tried, though, in the first place, uh, something, you know? Mm. At least it's it's an indication of how serious things are now. Mm. We need to make no waste, no time in... Yeah. And be careful not to announce our position to them as well. I mean, they, they were able to track us this time because of that item that Crixus had. Um, actually, now that Sean has remembered it, can she look down and see if Crixus still has that tracking item? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Shana, yeah. As you as you start patting down Crixus and look in his coat pockets, you find tucked in one of the inside pockets a small silvery disc marked with runes and then an inner sphere slowly spinning. And as you pick it up, you watch as it spins this arrow-shaped protrusion of metal directly towards Mira. Shit. <laughs> uh, I mean, if we keep this, if you ever get lost, we'll always know where you are. Oh, yeah, when they come and kidnap me. Yeah, great. Huh. <laughs> recovery. Absolutely. Well, I mean, if they do kidnap you, we can use it to track you back down again. Exactly. I'm oh, sorry. That's a good point. Is, I think is, with that, she gives it to Lockie as well, maybe for safekeeping. She's like, Lockie, do you have somewhere where you can keep this safe? Somewhere around. Absolutely. I'm not sure if the um, bag of holding would interfere. He eats it. That's one way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I did want to check first if yeah. there was something specifically, if, if I can have a little look over it and see if there's something specifically about Mira that's tied to. So yeah, is it tied yeah. to her physical form? Is it tied to a magical presence of hers. What is actually tracking? Could you make me an arcana check, please, Lockie? Yes. First roll of the night. Natural one. No, I don't know. Please. 18, not a natural one. Um, as you look over this device, Lockie, and begin sort of turning it, you see that there are actually uh, a total of five gemstones embedded into this thing. And as you sort of run your hands over the gemstones and touch one of them, this amber-coloured gemstone, you watch as the arrow spins and instead points towards you. Oh, it's part of us. Interesting. Oh, shit. So the gemstones are, um, I would say, to lock your eyes with your arcana of 18, I'd say you recognise gemstones used in casting. Um, there is a sapphire, there is an amber, there is an emerald, there is an obsidian gemstone, and then there's a strange mix between ruby and sapphire right in the very middle. Mm. It's almost like a blend of the two. I wonder who that could be. <laughs> mm. 
Right. It seems they actually are tracking all of us. Just Amira is the most important, obviously, so they had it fixed on her. How did they get our signal? Good question. Has there been a time where we've left possibilities? There's been many, so I've already answered the question. We leave traces of ourselves wherever we go. Um, the I'm dragon assuming... capital comes to mind, though. Yeah, I agree. Mm. I agree. Yeah, it. W- well, I mean, yeah, there was that period where we were captured, mm. and then there was that period where the, you guys were captured. Mm. I would add as well, Lockie, looking over this thing, you know that this would not have been cheap or easy to make. This isn't just a device for locating. This is a an interchangeable scrying device. This, this would have taken time, effort, and energy to make. Like this this is not easily crafted. Top-notch divination, right? Yeah. yeah. This is... This is yeah. We would have had to start gathering materials a while ago. Like, yeah. You guys must have been more annoying than uh, you thought to long. Might, might not have necessarily taken a long time because if you throw enough wizards and resources and uh, arcanists at, at a problem, you reckon you get the sense you could probably solve it quicker. Yeah. But um, this, this is the work of someone or a group of someone's very gifted in not only divination magic, but. There's also an element of, uh, what's what I'm looking for? Almost an element of transmutation magic to this, right? Because the magic can be changed and, and formed to to change the target of the spell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I wonder if we could possibly co-opt it for our own needs. In what way? One is we could use it to, if we find the essence of someone or find out where to distill it, track them. The other one is perhaps we could use it as a kind of, if I were able to subvert it, maybe I could change it so that it gave protection against crime rather than Hmm. object of. I'll have to look into it. I have ideas and thoughts. Good. The last thing we need is for them to know when we're coming, although it's mm. been foreordained. So. True. And now Loki's now just playing with it and seeing which of the gems points to which person. Yes. Mm. So the I think I misspoke. When I said the, the first one, it's Aquamarine. That seems to point to Shana. Amber points to you, Loki. Uh, Emerald points to Yerveth. The Obsidian points to Jin. And uh, no surprises, the strange blend of Sapphire Ruby. Uh, points towards me. Ah, uh, no, sorry, Mira. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, points to Mira, obviously. Yeah. So I can resist. Well, did did we want any mementos um, from the dragon? <laughs> Shadow's like just dancing around trying to come up with like a nice. a way that's just like not pilfering a corpse. <laughs> I mean. I mean, that's. I mean, it is what it is, isn't it? Jin sort of pauses interested. for a second and goes, "Well, maybe we could let Leosa know that there's a large corpse here. Maybe we could uh, get him to do our dirty work for us." You know, maybe that's flesh, uh, payment for the flesh sculpture, perhaps. Absolutely, he, uh, might have some yeah. interest in. This bringing the ship right at his doorstep here might not Ooh. be a great idea. You know, I believe though, Jin, didn't you call a steed to come here? 
and it should, presumably it's on its way. Yeah, so, after a, after another minute or so, the steed will get here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, oh, yeah. you, 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 yeah, you can always right. hop back to the ship and um, tell the ocean that A, we're being hunted, we were being hunted by a dragon, and B, there's a there's corpse a, of a dragon oh. here that you want to find out from I did like that idea of uh, maybe using it to help part with the flesh sculptor. Maybe we we weigh up our options and see what uh, what the flesh sculptor wants. And worst case scenario, it's still here when we're done. If this flesh sculptor is still alive, I just look over my shoulder. <laughs> uh, perfect uh, I timing. To, as... I want to see what uh, Crixus has on his person. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Do you want to roll me an investigation check as you um, uh, hashtag loot? Hashtag loot. Hashtag loot. <laughs> Uh, yeah, give me a sec. I should, I should create a um, a new emote for loot so that people can do like hashtag loot whenever there's a. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll do that. I'll work on it. It'll be it'll be Yerveth reaching into a bag of holding while Jin's not looking. <laughs> <laughs> Was that an investigation? Yeah, investigation. I think it'd be that's, the best. That's a straight roll. So let's try. Oh, you're having to roll through in D and D Beyond, aren't you? That's okay. You just yell it out to me. Nat- I can't. I can't. I can't natty twenty, baby. <gasps> Nat twenty. Oh, oh my god. Okay, so what's that total? That's going to be like twenty six or something, if my memory serves. No, me no, I got no. I got no pluses to my investigation. Oh, so oh that's right. Perception's your big one. So straight twenty, twenty. Yeah, you have it. As you begin sort of looking through Crixus's, um pockets and begin going through his cloak and his uh, his weapons and armor. You can see that his his armor looks to be well made. It's this dragon scale armor. Um, with your understanding of your own armors, you look over it. You get the sense this probably isn't any better than what you guys are wearing. It looks like a form of um, a form of draconic studded leather. So it looks like it's probably a standard plus one studded leather. Um, the cloak, which is very very well made and made of dragon scales, you don't get the sense is actually magical. It is, seems to be a mundane cloak as you as you look over it and begin peering through and running the scales through your fingers. Eleanor's connection, your, your connection to Eleanor and that draconic spirit, kind of gives you the impression that this is this probably isn't magical in nature. However, the dagger that Crixus is holding uh, and that he dropped when you when you felt him, as you here at this dagger, it looks like a gold dragon claw hilt clutching this white gemstone. It looks, looks a bit similar to a moonstone. And then the blade emerging out of this gold draconic claw. You don't quite know what this is, but it feels heavy in your hand. And, and as you look at it, the blade is unmarked with scratches, unmarred with dirt or grime or blood, despite being dropped on the ground. You definitely get the sense this could be something magical as you pick it up. I guess I show that to the party and just say this seems pretty important anyone know what it might be it's a dagger (laughs) Jin shakes his head Uh. (laughs) (laughs) I can have a look if you like (laughs) yeah do you want to you can hand it over to Lockie yeah but there's one more thing you find on the body and it is (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> He'll be back. Um, I'm back. Yeah, you have a th- he's back. There's one more thing you find on the body. Do you hand the dagger over to Lockie? Lockie, make a kind uh, of check for me to have a bit of a look over it. You have a th- There's a rolled up scroll tucked into Ooh. one of the smaller pockets on the inside of Crixus's tunic. And as you unroll it and have a bit of a look, you can see it's written in Draconic. Not a problem. All of you speak Draconic. Yep. The rolled up scroll says... The time has come for our queen to be summoned. 
bring the sacrifice and as many of the others as you can to the ritual chamber. If you have to kill one or two to get the others, do so. Mm. Well, I think they're definitely losing patience with us. I think that they're also definitely more prepared than we get first thought. If they've got a ritual chamber already to go. Uh, Lockie, that was a natural one for a total of nine for your Arcana check, and you're adding Flash of Genius for plus four. Takes you up to 13. Lockie, as you look over this dagger and begin examining it, the magic that's affecting this thing, you think, doesn't just make it strike harder. This gemstone, there's something else going on here as well. And as you focus and begin channeling your, your energy and your attention to this gemstone, this white gemstone, for a second you see a flash of an identical dagger in the sheath of a figure in purple robes holding the green dragon mask at their waist. Just a flash, and then it's gone. Whoa. Yerveth, my friend, I think this might be part of a set. Or at least have another one around. Oh, really? So there's a a uh, somewhere. It was very important to this person that has a dragon mark, dragon mask that we die or at least be captured Hmm. that is intriguing you guys have been talking for a bit oh no sorry you you finish Matt and then I'll I'll tell you I was just going to say perhaps I should uh, hold on to it for safekeeping unless we do you think we should put it in the bag of holding do you think perhaps someone might be able to track us with it um I don't know if uh, if Claire and Michael can hear us. Michael, I think you just closed your tab. He's coming back. He's back. <laughs> Sorry. I couldn't see him or hear Matt. Oh, okay. Matt's back now. He he wondered if you should put it in the bag of holding. Um, I, I don't see any reason why not. Like, I mean, if they're going to want to find the dagger, then they're going to want to find the dagger. Um, they mm-hmm. can already locate us, obviously, so it's not going to aid them any more than they already have well, a pin on us. Unless they can scry through the item... True, but then they'll see the inside of a bag of holding. That's my thoughts. Mm. One less thing to worry about. Jin holds out the bag of holding, uh, mouth open. Goes, well, drop it in then. But Jin's mouth is open or the, or the bag's mouth is open? <laughs> yeah, Jin's mouth is open. Ah. <laughs> no, no, the, ba- the mouth of the bag of holding is open. Hey, you drop the dagger in, Jin closes the drawstrings and attaches the bag of holding back to his belt. Right, That's well. it. In in if in a pinch, it might be a good idea to remember that it's in there because I assume if they sent it on a mission to try and take us out, there's some sort of power to it. I'm gonna write gold handled dragon claw dagger in chat so we do not forget. Cool. I'll add it to Jin's uh, bag of holding when I get a chance. Um, right, you guys have been talking for a while, doing a bit of exploration. Um, well, not really exploration, doing a bit of grave robbing. Well, I say grave robbing. Um, as you guys are talking, yeah, as you guys, hashtag looting, as you guys are are looking over the the body and sort of discussing your findings, you can hear the sounds of the cries that had come earlier from the town have fallen to deathly silence now. It seems that 
while the dragon was was alive and on top of the building, people were screaming, were running, trying to find cover. And then during your battle with the dragon, you kind of lost track of what was going on with everyone and everything else. You were very focused on your on your imminent survival. Now that the dragon has been defeated and Crixus has been killed and the women driven off, it is eerily silent around the town. Just the occasional creaking as the timber roof of the back of the tavern falls in a little bit more, cracks to the ground. Should we, um, should we see if they're okay? Yes, I'll go and investigate. <laughs> Jin, Jin is going to sort of look over as you guys say that and go, do we really want to be found here with this? And he points at the dragon. Probably not, but technically we're the saviors of a town. We save them from a dragon attack, so... And if we yeah. the body, just, then we can... just don't know if we want to draw attention to ourselves in this way with the city guard. Just a thought. Um, maybe not here. That's true. And this is part of town as well. It's possibly too late for that already. I mean, we were probably spotted by a fair few townspeople during the fight. Well, I did do that illusion going in the other direction away from the dragon. So hopefully... I think it's just a quick look, just a quick look to see if they got out okay. Mira, you run on over to the edge of the collapsed tavern and begin sort of peering through the, the not I shouldn't say fully collapsed tavern, just the back like five foot of this massive 20 foot by 30 foot tavern has collapsed in. As you peer around through the rubble, could you make me an investigation or perception check your choice? Investigation it is. I thought it might be. 11 excellent 11 mira as you peer into the gloom your eyes slowly adjusting to the light difference you see that the section of roof that's caved in has actually destroyed part of the bar on the floor a vast amount of shattered bottles and dripping liquids have collected around the area where the bar has been collapsed you don't hear or see any signs of people but you can see that a number of the tables have been overturned in the far corner of the room away from you towards the northwest of where you are you wonder if maybe people were in the tavern maybe they might have tried to hide somewhere else inside the tavern there's no one here it's clear well that's good nobody you know got overly hurt still should we go or shall we i mean this was our lead right i mean We've come all the way here. Let's well, we, at least take our head down. Right? Yes, let's let's look to the cellar. Alrighty. As you guys head over to the storm cellar door, you can see that part of it has actually been shattered. Interestingly, though, underneath the wood is this silvery magical barrier glistening with these bright white runes swirling around. And as you pull back the cellar door to look, none of the shattered sections of wood or splintered parts of timber have actually penetrated through this barrier. Hmm. Hmm. And as you actually, as you move the sections of wood off it, the barrier slowly fades and dissipates. Well, it's like someone was having to protect himself. Be a very interesting it's spell. Like they've done a mighty fine job of it as well. Mm. And it would be. I think Shana sort of sticks her head in and sort of says, "Hello, is there anyone down there?" 
yeah, Shana, as you, as you call out loudly through the, the pathway leading down, the stairs lead down into this deep darkness. Your What's your night vision? You've got a little bit of dark vision, don't you? I think you've got yeah, yeah, 60 dark feet. vision, 60 feet. About 30 feet down, you notice that the stone steps actually stop abruptly and instead change to these burnished metal. The corridor itself looks more like it's been, yeah, molded and shaped out of metal rather than hewn stone into a standard cellar. Hmm. And in the ceiling are these strange sections of white light shining down harshly deep in the gloom below caged in these small metal mesh cages. As you call out, your voice echoes through the empty corridor and back towards you. Um, does anyone... She sort of, she sort of looks around and trails off and it's, um... Does anyone have a one of the spells that can detect uh, presences, good or evil, that kind of thing? Um, uh, I mean, I can detect magic and uh, protection against energy. That's about it. I shoot fire from my hands. <laughs> I can protect yeah, myself from evil and good using my harp. Says Jin. You have a shot. I guess, um, and then I think she just starts descending down into the cellar and is just, uh, pardon the intrusion, um, with, uh, we got your contact location from, um, from another, I was, we were wondering if you could help us, and she's kind of announcing to the room. Yeah, mm-hmm. as you begin heading down the stone steps, I'm assuming all of you are following? Yep. Yes. Brilliant. I, I could see Claire and Michael smiling earlier. I think they might have figured out what I'm doing here a little bit. As you begin heading down the stone steps, yeah, after about 30 feet or so, you can see that this cellar that's being hewn out underneath the tavern has actually been collapsed and caved in, earth all around it, as if maybe it was never even dug out. And further down, these metal steps suddenly take over from the stone ones, moving down into the darkness below. The metal steps lead down another 60 feet before coming to a long metal corridor stretching before you. And you can see above you almost what looks like a glass tube caged in metal wire, giving off this bright, harsh white light. And they stretch every five meters or so down the length of this corridor that seems to seems to stretch another 60, 70 feet in front of you. On the right-hand side, you can see what look to be small indentations in the walls. These large, almost like doorway-shaped indentations, but only about five, ten centimeters deep, these indentations. And in front of each of them is a small metal box with a series of digits in a three-by-three code, three-by-three grid pattern. And the, the runes that you see on this look very odd. Nothing you've nothing you've ever seen before. Uh, yeah, three yeah, three by three with one at the bottom, sorry. Mm-hmm. Numbers are thing in this world? Yeah, numbers are a thing. Yeah, numbers are. But no, no, these... no, 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 like Ar- Arabic numbers as we know them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm working on a, I'm working on all languages have a, a, a Arabic numeral 
symbol with including the letter zero as well. <laughs> Base turn. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say that it's the draconic nation who invented the concept of the number zero, though, in this world. <laughs> cool. Nice. Very nice. It does kind of work, yeah. It does. Yeah. Yeah. You need to be a desert nation to establish the concept of nothing, I think. Yes. That's right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what would you guys like to do? I mean, it feels like some kind of weird shelter. Maybe they were expecting this? Is that what you're saying? Oh, I don't know. Or the person's just incredibly paranoid. Or, or if, you, if you were in this line of work, I'd be paranoid as well. Mm. It's just it's a lot I... of metal. Yeah, it's not what I expected. And how are the, these light sources working? I mean, completely smokeless. Doesn't appear to be magical. Does it appear to be magical? I mean, for all intents and purposes, it's light emanating from a source from inside a glass tube. Must be magical, right? Surely. Mm-hmm. Are they doing that? Uh, I, I hadn't actually imagined that, but do you know what? Every so often, yeah, occasionally one of them tinks off for a second and then back on again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Strange. I don't think any of you were expecting this, and I'm stoked. <laughs> nope. I have a feeling I know. It doesn't matter. Um, um, can then we examine the strange puzzle thing? Mm. Yeah, the metal, the metal boxes with the three by three plus one um, squares of metal. Yeah, do you want to make me an investigation check, please? Okay. Um, I hope this isn't. Or Arcana, actually. Investigation or Arcana. Natural uh, one. Total of five. Oh, no. Mira, you've got, <laughs> you've got no idea. Maybe this is some Maybe this is some entryway. As you come in, you're greeted with this very modern work of art. Um, you've heard about modern art before. As, as a, as a uh, political creature and a diplomat, you've, you've travelled to various art galleries for various functions as, as a visiting dignitary, and you've seen... Some of the gnomes, their interpretation of modern art is very interesting. There was one that you went to, um, you remember, that was a, a room, and the gnome was in there casting Mage Hand on a on a, on a a sigil on the ceiling, and it would turn the light on and off random periodic intervals. And, and it was supposed to represent the fragility of life and death. But in your mind, Noma, yeah, yeah, I'm going Noma. <laughs> For those, if those who might not get what Noma is, the gallery of modern art in Australia is called Goma. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's good. Um, yeah, you you didn't quite get it. You don't quite get this as well. Therefore, maybe maybe they're similar. Okay. Oh, this is very new age. I just, I you know, it's, it's wizard shit. <laughs> wizard <laughs> shit. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't it be more artificial shit? I mean, a lot of metal and. Don't don't look at me. I've I've never created art like this. This is strange. Can I poke Are you going to press a button? <laughs> uh, you asked if you could poke it, Lockie? Yeah, you can poke it. Would yeah. you like to poke it? Of course you can poke it. I'll, I'll hold a shield up to see if I can possibly give some friends cover if something you know, explodes. <laughs> okay. Press one of them. Okay, so I need, I need to know. You've got essentially 10 options before you. Three on the top, three on the middle, three on the bottom, and then one on the very, very bottom. I need to know which one you're pressing. 
And is this the doorway on your right or the doorway on your left? And then there's the corridor stretches down in front of you with another six of these doors, three on each side. Oh my gosh. Oh. Or I should say three of these indentations. Wait, so, so. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, think, I think I've got to update my mental image. So each one of these doors has one of these. Each on one it? of these indentations has one of these in front of it. Okay. Wow, okay. And they continue. Was there anything else in the room? Sorry. It's I just a long metal corridor. You can see at the far <laughs> end of the corridor, there are some more steps leading down <laughs> to the bottom, uh, leading, leading down to another room beyond. Shana, would you like to read out for the class what you've just typed into our chat, please? What do you think the code is? <laughs> okay, it very much could be eight zero zero eight five. And why you have you chosen? Me? Why have you chosen those numbers specifically, Shana? Uh, the same reason that people would say uh, one what, one three three seven is it lead? Yes. So yes. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. As I look at these numbers, eight could be a B. Zero could be an O, and then five's an S. Am I correct? Perhaps. Could you could you read out what that spells? I'm just I'm looking at it. And, and... <laughs> oh, I don't know. Maybe it could be. Understand. Four, 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 it's boobs, you in, you uncultured swine. Um, <laughs> I want to give you disadvantage and a, and a disinspiration, <laughs> but I won't because it is kind of funny. <laughs> Um, Lockie, which door, which digit? Um, let's go left. Left. And I'm just going to start with the one on the bottom because it stands out, so I'll press the zero. Lockie, as you press it, a tone, a musical tone rings out. Boop. And the keypad lights up. You can see that the behind it, this soft green light is emanating from behind these metal squares. As you press it and hear that tone, this almost like sound of metal grinding on metal comes from somewhere further down the corridor. Like, detected, life form, detected, detected, life form, detected. And then you hear, and then a series of, it just sounds like random metal noises and then silence. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> okay. That was interesting and slightly worrying. It's very. Should I continue? Are we in like a um, what installation? Is that what they call this installation? Mm, possibly. Yeah. Yes. The extra sound. I mean, it's very immersive. It is very immersive. Mm. Yes. Uh, Maybe we should touch all of them. We've come this far. Let's All find out. All right, I, I, I'll press the four next. Uh, boop. And then a seven. Boop. Hey, it's a musical instrument. Oh. oh I'm proficient in these. Let me through. And Jim comes over and goes, just on the thing, on the keypad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, after, yeah. After he presses his fifth button, sounds, and the keypad goes dark. Yeah, and I don't like it like your song. Well, it's an uncultured swine. He looks like. <laughs> <laughs> this is subjective. Uh, that's enough time, I think. Uh, you hear the sound of metal grating on metal again. 
and then a voice echoes down the corridor. It has this strange quality to it, a little bit like Warforge do when they're speaking through. The, the, the voice box of the Warforge doesn't sound perfectly crystal clear as often. There's sometimes a bit of a hum to the backdrop of the, of the voice. Uh, and you can kind of tell it's a little bit synthetic sometimes. This sounds a little bit similar to that. Life forms. Welcome, welcome. You require services, yes? Can you see where that's coming from? <laughs> it sounds yes. like it's coming from all around you. Oh, oh. Okay. Um, are you the... Sculptor? What is art? Are you the sculptor? That is <laughs> one word to describe me. Um, I, Come, in- fleshlings. Come down to the lower levels so I may c- c- greet you properly. heads off um probably over her shoulder whispers to whoever's walking like near or behind her is just we are definitely going to die <laughs> hey speak, speak for yourselves he's a flesh sculptor not a metal sculptor i don't know about that i look around at the metal yeah all the metal around you <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> as you guys head down the corridor past these six doors three on either side you get to the top of a a large metal uh, staircase leading down towards this massive open chamber. As you walk down the staircase, grabbing hold of the metal banister, this very, yeah, like brushed steel look to everything, this chrome kind of appearance on all the internals, and those same lights, these white lights caged in glass and wire above, stretch down beyond. And as you get down to the bottom of this staircase and look at the room in front of you, you can see there are 12 massive glass cylinders easily about 10 maybe 15 foot diameter rising from the metal in the floor below all the way up to the metal ceiling above the roof here is easily eight nine meters off the ground and these cylinders rise from floor to ceiling bands of metal encase them every meter or so and they seem to be filled with this illuminated almost this white blue liquid that you realize is actually some sort of like thicker viscosity liquid than water seeing bubbles very slowly rising through it, this gel-like consistency in these cylinders most of which are occupied you can see forms of creatures and humanoids in one a half dissected dragonborn one arm removed one arm stretched out to the side skin opened up and pinned back face all the muscles peeled open and skull revealed is floating about halfway up the tube kept in place by a series of very tiny thin wires connecting it to the borders of the tube in another you can see what looks to be some sort of strange black panther-like creature with this long tail ending in these strange series of almost like barbed um, barbed protuberances one of them is actually caught in this strange moment, almost as if it's in the middle of teleporting, but is frozen inside of this this goo, this viscous liquid, partially transparent, phasing every so often, its body sort of shifting as it's mm. held in status, the one underneath completely solid. In the far one in front of you, 
you can see a one-eyed creature, humanoid. This cylinder is about 30 feet wide, and the creature in front of you looks enormous. Single eye in the middle of the head, human-like proportions, but stretched to this giant form. And you watch as you walk in, the eye immediately locks in on you, but the rest of its body is frozen still in this goo. Just wave in. <laughs> the eye follows the movement of your hand, but doesn't go any further than that. Well, that's creepy as fuck. Thank you for inviting us into your... That's terrifying. ...room. Um, it very interesting uh, and abnormal wall covering. Why is everything covered in metal? Please feel no need to rush. Take all the time you need in the hall of samples. I await beyond. Hey, you guys wanted to find the flesh sculptor. This is on you. <laughs> so looking around, so it's yep. I'm guessing it's more than just the dragonborn, the oh, um, Cyclops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were just the ones I immediately opened with. But if you guys want to take a bit of time and have a bit of a look around, I can describe everything you see in this room. Um, probably, Sharda, most disturbing to you is a, a giant snake, its mouth open in the process of devouring what looks to be a, a strange rabbit with uh, deer antlers. Right on its head. And the snake is sort of frozen in the act of devouring it. Uh, Lockie, a little bit probably concerning to you, uh, not one encased in goop. This one, uh, currently in pieces, but splayed out on this massive board, is a disassembled warforged. Its core still active and humming every so often. The rest of its body has been slowly and meticulously taken apart, still attached, but almost like opened up, almost like dissected so that you can see all of the internal workings of it. And it's still alive. Well, hard to say. The core still seems to be active. You can still see lights occasionally dancing across its surface. Oh, hmm. that's not good. I mean, scientific curiosity is one thing, but... Wow. Oh. I'll just stage whisper. Just remember, his they it is going to ask for something of ours. I don't know which limb, actually. I think he's going to want. Sorry, I've got to sneeze. <laughs> I think he's going to want more than a limb based on these samples. I mean, there's an entire dragon outside, so I can offer him that. Yes, actually, actually, yeah. Let's just hope it's still out there. Mm. It's a good bargaining chip, okay? Let's go business steak. Let's go. <laughs> and, um, yeah, like, unless there's something like jaw-droppingly stopper in a track, Shana's gonna head down to the end of the corridor. Nah, the, the Cyclops was the big, the big ticket item to, to spook you guys out. I just close my eyes and walk past. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As you guys continue walking down through this large open chamber, in the very centre is a hole in the floor with a ladder leading down into what looks to be a brightly lit chamber below. Um, are you guys going down the ladder? Is, the is there any other going? option? 
No, the large room kind of ends here. You can see there's a number of those other indentations, about four more in this room. One, one towards the north, one towards the uh, uh, northwest, one towards the northeast, and then one towards the southwest. And you come from the southeast into this room. Hmm. Can I take a look at the indentations just a little bit closer before we go down the ladder? Yeah, no, like no anything... keypads on these ones. I'm sorry, no strange metal boxes with uh, little <laughs> strange metal squares on them on these ones. These just seem to be um, in position, like just just indentations in the in the wall. There's no like seams or anything around. Like it just looks like someone's like punched the wall essentially, and it's like as you as you have a bit of a closer look, Shana. Could you roll me an investigation check, please, or perception? Investigation. Perception. <laughs> I like I like uh, Avienabee's comment. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Comes up a lot. Oh no. Oh boy. Four. Shana, it, it, I mean, you're not sure. It, lo- it looks like an indentation in the wall. You can't really see if there's a seam or anything. You don't know what's going on here. Hard to say. Hard to say. Yeah, but is probably feeling a bit uncomfortable, so to say the least. Just a bit. <laughs> Just a bit. I mean, he's seen, he's seen some shit in his day, but this is something else. I'm, I'm, I'm pleased to uh, present you with a really nice fun, light-hearted adventure. Um, uh, well, I guess we don't have a lot of choice other than going down the ladder, but, um, uh, this is gonna, I, I might go first, um, mostly because I don't have legs, so I'm probably just gonna fall straight down the hole. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> 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 I, I yes, it's not very accessible of this place is. No. <laughs> not I mean, accessible. <laughs> if you went down there, I could try and attempt to catch you on the way down if you fell. Oh but my god, oh. the temptation to have this place be like full of Daleks is suddenly overwhelming. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> but, <laughs> it's not, but it just suddenly kind of feels like, oh, that could have been a different way I played this. Whatever's easy. <laughs> Oh, actually, what am I doing? How far down is the, um... The... Only 15 feet, the ladder. Ah, well, there you go. I'll just take out the little thing and spin it and teleport it down there. <laughs> With no warning, Shana, you just... And teleport down. As you do, you you hear this strange sound of metal scraping on metal again. The and then a series of clicks and noises you don't recognise. This... Coming from over the, the, coming from almost all around you, and then it ends. As you arrive in this room, Shana, having been teleported down there with no warning, you can see this is a much smaller chamber, a mirror to the one above, but much much smaller. Around the outside of this circular room, or cylindrical room, I should say, um, you can see there are a series of benches and worktops, strange devices that look to be. Oh, good question. Do you want to re- just just say out loud what you just typed? Then yeah. very very good question. So I was just saying that thought um but I'm, i was wondering if the um the modern kind of look of the room and building that we're in if it's less shocking that tashana than it otherwise would have been um because of her backstory where um, it's a slightly more advanced technology sort of yeah. plane that she was on before it got nope Shana, this is this is a little bit more similar to you. The, none of the language that you've seen here or the the text you've seen here makes any sense. You don't speak any of these languages, but I mean, the general vibe. A lot of this metal isn't that bizarre to you. That's kind of pro- probably it is bizarre to you because it's been so long. 
but as time's gone on, you've kind of adjusted to it. And as you arrive down in this cylindrical room below with all of these machinery lined up on benches and workstations, you realize this looks like a research laboratory. Standing, looking down through a series of what looks to be strange optical devices, you see a creature unlike any other you have seen before. Roughly six foot tall, Originally, you think must be in armor, wearing armor, but you realize that it's actually its body, this exoskeleton structure made of this dark gray chitinous appearance marked with these stripes of this very vibrant yellow and orange forming these swirling patterns, almost like a, um, almost like a Damascus steel. So the gray chitin and these swirls of color through it. And as the creature turns to look at you, you can see that it has two sets of arms and one set of legs. So four arms and two legs. Again, this sort of segmented, very insect-like appearance. And as its face turns towards you, you can see that it has three sets of two eyes lined up down its head, forming almost like a, a, a basically like a six, a six dice, the, the, um, if you roll a six on a dice these two sets of three eyes the bottom set being the largest and the one and the middle one getting smaller and the top one the smallest long antennae moving out of its head twitching and feeling the air constantly and instead of a mouth it has these massive mandibles and as it turns towards you it makes this sort of clicking sound this teleportation not expected creature proficient in magic as it looks at you. I wasn't expecting to be teleported down either, actually. Uh, as you can see, I can't really climb down ladders and a friend uh, was helping me out, but um, thank you for inviting us down here. Ah, specimen, not known. Ah. And it begins moving over towards you, this sort of very strange, almost like stop-motion animation-esque jerking movement. And as it gets closer, it pulls out this strange gray slate from inside of uh, one of its sort of like chitin uh, exoskeleton arms that have actually been hollowed out to form these little pockets and pulls out this gray slate. And you watch as it splits it in half and these beads of light begin moving between the two as it pulls it open, stretches it, and then begins looking through these, these colored lights at you as it begins moving it down across your body, all the way down along your tail. If you let it, let me know if you don't. She lets it, and while he's doing it, or they're doing it, she's gonna ask, she's like, have you been here in this plane for a long while, or are you a new inhabitant? It speaks of time like it is linear, primitive. So it begins moving this thing along and finishes. Ah, specimen catalogued. Good, good. Have you catalogued specimens from different planes? I'm guessing by this point, the rest of you guys have probably started climbing yeah. down the ladder, or are you just chilling out while... Uh... <laughs> She's like no, stolen no. the time. She's like, where are the people? <laughs> Jump down. I think, I think I've scared Chad a bit. The last comment was, oh my God, Owen. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, as the rest of you begin climbing down, the creature turns and looks up. <laughs> More... Good, good. Uh, as you guys all land at the uh, bottom, it will shine uh, these lights over each of you if you allow it to. 
Yep. What, what, what happened? Uh, it's gonna Yerveth do locking. Yerveth is so tense. <laughs> go no, Yerveth, please go. Oh, Yerveth has just got like his hand on the sword and it's just like gritting his teeth. Like he's just ready to like go, but he's like holding it in for the sake okay. of brevity and okay. Yeah. Uh, as um, as, as you like, stand there, the creature does Loki first as it scans over. As it gets to your core, Loki, it stops, tilts its head. Ah, interesting. Interesting indeed. Sample requested. As it looks at you, Loki. Sample denied. <laughs> ah, shame. We shall wait. And then it moves on to Yerveth. Uh, does a full scan of Yerveth. As it gets to Eleanor, it pauses. Does a scan of Yerveth again, then does a scan of Eleanor, and then looks and goes, Creature is the same. And looks between the two very confused. <laughs> yes. Explain. No, it wouldn't say explain. Uh, Elaborate. As it looks at Yerveth. And then at Eleanor. I believe this is some sort of d- uh, draconic magic, but I can't elaborate much further than that. Hmm. Strange entangled entity. Study. Hmm. Study requested. And then it looks at you expectantly, Yervis. Oh, did you hear that, Matt? Study denied. Study denied. <laughs> Study denied. <laughs> He's typed it too. <laughs> I take this. I take this as a massive compliment that you're this freaked out right now. <laughs> um, cl- clearly, like getting into the horror of Curse of Strahd has started to really, uh, <laughs> really impact me. I'm embracing horror, baby. Um, it clicks its mandibles, a little bit frustrated. Ah, shame. We will wait. Uh, and then it moves on to Jin. Does a full scan of Jin. Doesn't seem too perturbed by anything it finds on Jin, because Jin's currently in his Illyrian form. Does the full scan. Uh, and then moves on to Mira. Mira, as soon as it touches the top of your head, the scanner, well, whatever this device is with lights between the two of them, suddenly begins flashing and goes dead. The creature pauses and looks at it, closes it and then opens it again. Nothing happens. Then closes it, bangs it against the table a few times, and then it opens it and the light comes back on. Ah, better. Goes to scan you again. As it does so, the same thing happens, and this time sparks begin flying out of one of the sides of it. Ah. Hmm. Confusing. Elaborate. As it looks uh, at you. I don't know what that is, mm-hmm. um, but I have elemental magic. Interference. Mm, confusing. Sample. And it looks and sounds a little bit defeated as if it knows it's not going to get it. <laughs> uh, no. Sorry. Ah, shame. We can wait. <laughs> uh, I'm having so much fun right now. <laughs> um... It then, it sort of like moves back over, plugs in the scanner into this strange device, and you watch as these arms of metal begin descending from the ceiling, and these beams of light begin spinning around the scanner as it begins to almost 
take it apart, disassemble, pulling it into pieces and then reassembling it in front of you using these devices. Tell me, why have entities come? Come to ask if maybe you can help. Um, I have an interesting concept where a friend of mine is a soul stuck without a body. They had one originally, but um, they were accidentally evicted from it. Um, and I have heard that using um, this flesh sculpting magic, and um, she sort of starts drawing out like a couple of the runes, like if there's like pen and paper or like some dust on the edge of a table or anything. There's, there's no pen and paper anywhere, Shana. As you have a bit of a look around, expecting to see like a place to take notes or anything, You'd look around confused. There's no there's no pen or paper anywhere here. Mira holds up pen and paper, which she always has ready. <laughs> as as Mira goes to hold up the pen and paper, the creature looks over and goes, ha, quaint. And it then reaches over to an area of its desk and pulls open this large section of grey slate and hands it to you, Shana. Draw um, so what she, you yeah, see. She draws out the runes that she knows yeah. and sort of her draw, understanding Shana, of the circles. They appear in the air above you almost like illuminated upwards, like illusionary magic from this slate. My thoughts are is that if I can figure out this magic enough that I could create my friend a new body and using magic bring her soul back and everything will be solved. But this is as far as I've gotten. New body. Fairly simple. Must it be of certain size? Shape? Form? If possible, that is um, the in, the intent. Um, otherwise, uh, Warforged have been suggested, but if I can get her a body that looks and works the way her old one did, um, it would cause less interface issues. Ah, you speak as if you know what you speak. I'm old enough to know that I probably don't know anything of what I speak. Hmm. Wisdom. Not expected. Nice to see in such young races. Body. Okay. Body easy. Metal body. Too easy. Give us challenge. Flesh body. Much more interesting. That's what I was thinking. Um, but... Like form? And it waves its hand and you watch as this monstrosity appears in illusionary magic before you. This central hub of quivering flesh flanked by numerous tentacles spinning around and in the middle, this enormous purple eye. You like been working wow. on for some time time this perfect form and then it swipes and brings up this monstrous looking crab massive pincers you can see these like large stalk eyes perfect evolution form all creatures become crab i make crab <laughs> yeah, I realized as I said perfect form, I'm like, no, 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 there's a more perfect form. <laughs> That's a quickly checking the crab. You like uh, this form for friend? 
everything turns into a crab eventually, and um, actually, now that you mention it, so has Lyra a few times, but um, that's very different to the form that she's used to, and I'm afraid it could cause some issues, some, and sort of like more gesturing to herself, she's like, um, a form more like this one, but, um, and then gesturing to like Jin or Yerveth's legs, <laughs> but legs like that. Ah, you flesh things, so attached to form, not see beauty of mind separated from form. Oh, difficulty in use, um, have you ever found yourself in a completely different form to what you've been used to, or do you change form at will? I make new form when required. Hmm. Um, and then, and then like, she's sort of, she's really torn. Like, she's like, part of her's like, this is really cool. I want to keep asking questions. Like, it's like, what kind of forms? When do you change forms? Lyra and then the other one <laughs> Larry brought you back, but you can't be a spore druid because you're a crab now. <laughs> spore druid. I mean, if she's, is there a Pokemon if, that 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 is that? Paris, sure. Parasect. Yeah, yeah. Parasect. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's if fun. she's still a druid and she's a crab, she can still change form. Like an animorph. <laughs> <laughs> but just far less painful and slow. <laughs> <laughs> What uh, form do you require? It'd be possible to do a humanoid form, but um, before we get too far into it, um, I do need to ask you about what kind of payment that you request in return. Flesh for flesh. Flesh needs flesh to be sculpted. I cannot make something from nothing. Would a large adult dragon flesh, would that work for your purposes? Apologies. Translator seems malfunctioning. Say again. And it leans in towards you, Shana, looking very, very, very excited. Uh, large <laughs> adult bronze dragon? And then like she sort of like holds out her arms and she's like... <laughs> 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 A series of noises and sounds come out of the creature's mandibles which do not seem to translate or are not designed to be translated. The room shudders for a moment and you watch as in front of you this giant illusionary view of the outside of the town suddenly comes into view. And it's sort of moving around as if it's getting into position, almost like looking through the eyes of a creature. And then as it stops and looks down... You watch as the creature sort of freezes in place. Sample requested, and then turns towards the five of you. Sample approved. <laughs> as it gets very excited, it sort of jitters over towards one of the benches and begins pressing these buttons in fast motion, all four arms working in tandem on two sets of strange devices covered in these runic slates in front of it and then two above up towards the top left and top right and you watch as the ground outside because it hasn't closed off the illusion yet the ground outside begins sort of shuddering and this enormous metal arm bursts out of the ground grabs the dragon's tail and begins dragging it underground (laughs) 
Um, what the fuck? There's no sound, but you can see that a small group of Ganassi had headed over to investigate and at the emergence of this claw, begin running for their lives. Um, after a few more moments of shuddering, you watch as one of the walls opens up and you can see this enormous tank of bubbling liquid and inside the body of the dragon floats suspended in place by these numerous metal, oops, sorry, I just punched my microphone, uh, numerous metal three-clawed or three-fingered clawed arms that begin stretching this out. And you watch as this giant metal tube, roughly about a meter across, begins pushing towards the dragon's skin. And as it goes in, and pushes and crunches through the outer shell, uh, the outer shell, the outer scale layer. The creature begins like sort of getting really excited, and then as the tube withdraws, a very th- thin wisp of blood comes up out of the wound, and the metal core comes over towards the wall and drops it in this container. The creature skitters over towards the container, pulls it open from this side, and picks up this section of dragon tissue, perfectly held in stasis within this glowing field of force sort of holding it up as, it's, as it hovers and floats in the air above its hands, it spins it round and looks. Ha! Dragon sample requested for some time. Dragon sample requested. And it begins moving back over towards its instruments, places this down and begins looking over it. It doesn't seem to really have... It's not really paying you guys much attention anymore. You get the sense that it's kind of very focused on this and it almost looks like it's forgotten you guys are there. Well, I mean, we were wondering how to get rid of the dragon. This is definitely one way. I think the um, village has bigger problems <laughs> than a dragon. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but Charlotte's sort of keeping like one eye on him and just sort of seeing if he's just sort of like quickly getting something that's like time sensitive done. Or if like he has sort of glanced back at us, like is aware that we're still here. Can kind you of thing. can you make me an insight check, please, Shana, with disadvantage on account of this life form is so alien to you? It's going to be hard to read. <laughs> Nine, Shana, you get the sense this thing has completely forgotten you guys are here. It doesn't seem to have acknowledged you. As it's pouring over, it's muttering things to itself, and you can see uh, next to it this small silver and black disc has risen up from the ground and is hovering next to it and it's beaming out this very sort of small amount of light onto the sample. You get the sense maybe it's it's for illumination or to look at it closely. You're not really sure, but, but this creature, this this insecti- insectoid-like creature seems to have completely forgotten you guys are there. And as you get a little bit closer and sort of like cough under your breath very quietly, it doesn't respond, cough a little bit louder, no response. <laughs> it's only when you go, um, excuse me, <laughs> that it sort of stops and turns and goes, ah, apologies, the work. It engrosses me. Funny enough, I do actually completely understand. That, um... Sample is good. Fresh. Very fresh, actually. Uh, Less than 30 minutes ago. Um, Would it be possible to request that help? Um, Assuming that you don't require additional payment. It looks over at the dragon and back at you. Payment. <laughs> fulfilled. You have memory, mental image of creature you want reinstitutionized. Yes, yes, absolutely. Excellent. And then it's just like this shot might, off. I think so. <laughs> this might sting a bit. And then you are racked with this immense pain for about three seconds. It's suddenly paralyzed in this pain. And then 
suddenly it stops. You watch as Shana freezes in place and stops moving. The creature says out loud, Ah, sorry, me to dial into brain. <laughs> and begins moving over towards Shana. <laughs> uh, what do you guys want to do? Uh, so Shana, for the moment, you are paralyzed. Oh, no, you should make me a constitution saving throw. It's not a magical effect. You should make me a con save, sorry. The, the pain, no, but the actual paralysis, you should uh, make a concept. Are we letting this happen, guys? I or don't what? Know if I like this. Um, <laughs> Six. Shana's paralyzed, everybody. Okay. And the creature begins the... moving over and pulls out these two bizarre, almost like partially see through, like this flexible material, and then these long wires behind it, um, like suction discs to apply to her. Uh, is, is there a less invasive way of doing this? This uh, is the less invasive. Brain stays ha, inside, Skull. We could, and it pulls out this massive saw. We could no? <laughs> remove, if preferred. Uh, is, is there a way that maybe... We could show you a picture or yeah, a, an, illusion? Uh, an illusion of it? Of yeah, Jin, you're pretty good at making illusions, right? You have, <laughs> you have image. Uh, of creature? Yes, yes. You should have said. Shana, the effect ends immediately. <laughs> Jin just looks on in horror, eyes wide, and goes, um, <laughs> yes, I can I can make an illusion, and creates a small illusionary version of uh, of uh, Lyra in his hand as, as uh, he remembers her. Now, the question is, mm. what would she look like? Probably the most recent version, I'm guessing, yeah, because that's, that's Jin's not really... Bit. Ali, could you roll me a percentile dice, please? Yeah. Could you roll me a percentile mm. dice? Because Jin's not here to, to answer this question. Jared's not here, so I have to answer this for him. Nine. Uh, he is definitely frightened in the moment and just immediately does the, the, the most uh, recent memory of Lyra he possibly can, <laughs> which is how he saw her in the Feywild. The creature moves over and begins like looking over it and then pulls out that same Ooh. scanner device, which has now been repaired and scans the illusion. If, if I can just add a, a few extra things before you get too far. Um, it just turns and looks towards you. Ha, you want claws? You want ha, tail? You want ha, wing? No, um, so just uh, in case uh, she is about this height, and so she's actually gesturing, just in case he thinks that Lyra is actually that tall. As you do well, that, he goes, point. he goes, ah, measurements adjusted. <laughs> and goes and begins typing on the slate. <laughs> And then, um, I thought I had you with her. that. I thought I had you with that for a second. <laughs> I've watched too many gotcha movies. <laughs> you guys, you guys are getting to know me too well as a DM now. This is a worry. It's been ten years, but uh, I reckon like using like um, probably silent image. Uh, she and getting the idea from Jin, she's going to construct like a Lyra, like as life size and accurate as like she can but it, it is a mirror flip because the only way that uh, yeah. Shana has actually seen Lyra is oh, in a mirror that's so, so it true. is the reverse can that's you very that's cool, cool. That's, oh. that's such a good point can you roll me a just a spellcasting uh roll so your d20 plus your spellcasting modifier as if you were rolling to attack but I just want to get a spellcasting roll um, oh, don't roll under a 10. 27's not bad. 27's good. That's pretty uh, your, good. Your silent image of Lyra 
It's pretty damn fucking good, man. <laughs> As you create this, for the rest of you, it's almost like Lyra is there. As most of you remember her, for Jin and for Yerveth, you notice that this is how she was before her time in the Fae Wilds. You know she looks a little bit different to this now. Um, But as the creature looks over and begins scanning this image as well, it looks down at its slate and begins comparing the two, makes some notes, looks up and goes, ah, anything else? I mean, you could just give them fairy wings, it'd be great. (laughs) I would like some wings. I think Don't say that, Yerbeth. Say what? Um, you just said, I wouldn't mind some wings. Uh, did you ever say that? <laughs> did I you say, say it that? very softly, softly under my breath. Can you make me a stealth check, please, Yerveth? <laughs> uh, uh, fuck. Okay. We could go for some, um, what do they call this? Bod- body mod? Bod- yeah, body, body, body mod. mod. Yeah. I've had too much uh, say in this character design. I need some, uh, some curveballs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 23 Yerveth you are very stealthy as you say that under your breath probably only Eleanor hears you um, no, 23 is very very stealthy as the creature sort of turns back and looks over the notes one more time uh, it looks up at Shana and goes now we just need the energy you carry to bring soul here yes and then she, she sort of looks back at the others and she's do we we do it now? We, we get it back now, yeah? Uh, the creature sort of looks over at you and cocks its head. Perhaps I should uh, get a vessel <laughs> ready first. Yes, yes. Um, in case it's more information, um, I'm planning on using a wish spell to bring the soul back. It's currently <laughs> in the Quaint. You call it by wish. Energy to make desires real. Makes sense. What do you call it? It does not uh, translate. Grash. Doesn't translate. Do you understand the magic behind it? Um, And she's sort of like pulling out the slate again. She's like sort of like, like, you know, seems there's like any runes, like anything that she can sort of try and pick up um, if he's willing to. You call magic. I call energy. Fundamental properties of the universe. Mm. Mate, that does make sense. You it's call like it the entangling ha, weave. I call it ha, string theory. String. Mm. Similar to that entangling that you were speaking about earlier with Yerveth and um, Eleanor. Yes, ha, same entity, different body, different place, same time. Very interesting. Mm. Sample requested now. Time has elapsed. Request denied. Ah, shame. We will wait. You st- okay. <laughs> but I remind you, you still have your dragon behind you to dissect. Ah, never be enough. enough. Samples. Payment? No. Study. Science. Re- research. Knowledge. It's about Hadar. Power. Ooh, would you say Hadar? Yeah. yeah. Just like as I like as he's like he's assuming that he's like <laughs> the lights. Like, just, the lights dim momentarily as the creature freezes, and you watch as its head just immediately like twists over its body to look at you as it was looking at Yerveth. 
Oh. Do not speak a name here. Enemy of all matter. Yes. She is yes, indeed. Uh, apologies, I won't say the name again. It is, I guess. I'm guessing you've had a run-in with the creature as well. Still here, Krizik is no run-in yet. If I be lucky, no run-in ever. It would be lucky. Here, hiding. Here, hiding. Learning. Knowledge. His power. Power defeats gods. Also a Have you been keeping much of a look at the stars recently? <laughs> Always. Hadar. No, it wouldn't say Hadar. Um, dark hunger. Always growing. Always hungry. Well, he's not going to get caught by surprise. No, I don't think so. One day. You wouldn't happen to know. Oh, sorry, you go. You go. You go. You wouldn't happen to know anything about the the progenitor race of this world, the the giants. Giants. Ah, yes. Came after giants. Not sure. Was here to study. Had learnt of good magic, strong magic, you call it. Ha! Runic. Unfortunately, Jizik, come. No giants left. Sorrow. But you and me, buddy. You and me. Mm, I think everyone's a bit sad about the giants. One day. Well, I guess Jizik that's a find. point of perspective then. Do you want to go home? Oh, <laughs> home gone. Not uh, around anymore. I'm sorry. Pats him on the shoulder, like a sort of a, yeah, dude, I hear that kind of can deal. You, can you make me a persuasion check, please? Uh, as you are not sure how this creature's uh, limbic system works or if it has an amygdala. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, you're not sure if it has an amygdala. <laughs> um, 16. As you pat it on the shoulder, it sort of looks over and goes, Physical contact initiated. <laughs> Query. Why? Apologies, it's a sign of empathy and understanding amongst the uh, people here. Ah, fleshling thing. <laughs> Quaint. <laughs> It's your favourite word. I agree. It is quite quaint, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Would it um, take long to make the vessel? No. <laughs> Already started. <laughs> Not uh, long at all. Feel free to <laughs> browse specimen room <laughs> at leisure. This would be a good place to lay low, mm. actually. Yeah. For a short rest, you mentioned before. You are welcome to wait if you want. Sample requested again. Time has elapsed, as it looks towards Loki this time. I'm sorry, sample tonight. I, I need this. Shame. We can wait. Give him a time frame. 
But until I am dead, there's going to be a very long time. How long are we waiting? I will need maybe one hour? Is that word translating correctly? Yes. 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 We will wait. Um... You may wait with others. And it gestures over towards a... uh, one of those indentations in the wall and as it does so you hear this and the indentation raises up and reveals a small room beyond that seems to be fitted out with what look to be couches or, or seats and are there Sorry, did you say there? others yes. yes promise to look at broken wrist for one that was uh two years question word translating correctly is there anyone in there? Uh, <laughs> as, you, as you peer around the corner and look in, you see a mummified, desiccated body of a humanoid oh, <laughs> sitting on a chair. You know what? I might just stay here. <laughs> ah, creature has expired. Shame. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I'm just going to stay with... Uh, yeah, yeah, in, in an area where we are unable to be out of sight and out of mind. Yes. We'll just stay right right here. Yeah, yeah I'm going to stay right with you, Drizzt. Ah, I see. Drizzt. Fault detected in translation matrix. <laughs> Hours substituted for years. <laughs> Simple mistake. Yes, right. <laughs> I'm going to back away. I'm just going to walk around just walk and look around. at some things, I guess. The, um, so I'm assuming like that door is sort of still open, but everyone's sort of yep, moving far in away doorway from area. <laughs> <laughs> the door's still open. Shall I go up and see if there's any like identifying like objects or anything on this mummy? <laughs> like... as, you, as you look in, you can see the clothing looks very Ganassi, um, but has grown a little bit threadbare and a little bit worn, uh, clearly as it has been left there uh, to rot. Um oh. You can see that the bones of the arm were definitely severed through. Uh, it looks like it had been broken and healed very, very badly. Mm. Uh, and then, uh, obviously, when they expired, the bones stayed in the state they were in before. Shana, ask that question out loud, please. That's a good question. I mean, uh, other guys, um, I'm, I'm probably wrong here, but um, in my experience, it, it, it takes significantly longer than two years for a body a body to dry out to this degree yes, yes. you're you're correct your assessment is unless this room is a giant dehydrator no i well i don't know possibly but no barring that yeah it takes I mean, a bit longer than that what was that matt it's possibly it's, it could be airtight it could be we don't know do we how it works. I mean, it slightly more, uh, it could have observational skills. Could. You know what? Anyone think that they could guess maybe how long this body has been here? And like, she's still like rifling through to see if there's like any documents or like anything that could give like an idea to like sort of date how old this, these remains have sort of been there. Yeah, Shana, you're in the room, right? Yeah, she's like up, she's like up against the body. As you as you step into the room, as you step into the room, it feels very dry in here. And as you sort of get go to get a breath in, you find it a little bit hard to breathe in this room. 
Maybe because the air is stale and hasn't been cycled through, you're not sure, but as you sort of like go to take a big breath, it feels, you feel a bit lightheaded in this room and it's only when you sort of slither back out and take a breath out in the, the open chamber that you feel that sort of like oxygen coming back into your system again. You mentioned oh, that, time. Are you okay? Yes, yes. Uh, don't go in there, by the way. Um, I'm not entirely sure how good the air is, but I'm also not sure how good the oh. time is, if that makes sense. Um, is it possible that that room is a different running at a different rate is a different time of some form to absolutely possible over here yeah sure um can i kind of poke my head in there yeah yeah lucky you poke your head in it's but a small small, <laughs> small antechamber uh roughly sort of 10 feet by 20 feet um with a series of chairs set up along the walls you can see there are these large grates in the ceiling above you, um, but there doesn't seem to be any air coming out of them. I mean, that would make it literally and figuratively yeah. a waiting room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Second. While this is happening, while you guys are looking over what you've got, the creature um, who has... I, I think it's... I, I, I'll type the name in chat because it's hard to spell. Uh, Grizit. Because um, <laughs> it includes a phonetical sound. Um, is uh, is working over at one of the tables. And you watch as it presses a series of few more of those buttons on the keypad. And another one of those cylindrical chambers that you saw in the room above, in the specimen room, rises from the floor and hovers about five feet off the ground in the center of the room. This one's much smaller, roughly about five foot in diameter and about 10 feet tall. And as the creature begins moving around it, you can see that this one seems to be full of a very uh, vibrant red liquid. And you can hear it kind of muttering to itself as it works. And it doesn't seem to have turned the translator off. And you occasionally hear words like, sel <laughs> as it sort of goes around it begins like making these adjustments and and then as it comes over with this section of almost like a a glass rectangular slide with a series of um dots marked all over it as it walks over and places this into the bottom of the tube you watch as it floats up into the center this slide assumes a, a, a position floating right in the very center and then these little lines, almost like tiny blood vessels, begin joining the dots together. And you watch as over the next 20 minutes, a body is slowly grown from the inside out. Uh, I wish I had the sanity check system in this, yeah. because all of you would be rolling a sanity check right now. <laughs> yeah. As you watch as it grows around the cardio and pulmonary thoracic system, then the nervous system grows around it, and it literally grows outwards from there, from the inside out, as bones form from nothing, growing in the center of this canister. That's cool. What would you guys be doing while this is happening? Shana said she's watching pretty closely. Uh, Jin is in the corner dry retching Yerveth. Yeah, this is just, I don't know, blankly staring at a wall. Just <laughs> unbelievable. I could, can't really fathom what's happening right now. Um, okay. About but also kind of thinking, 
kind of, he'd also kind of be thinking that this guy and uh, Fafnir, the dragon in the um, Jari, get along pretty well. Maybe. Um, you get the sense this guy would sample me. Fafnir. <laughs> yeah. Well, Fafnir, well, Fafnir, because well, Fafnir wants samples of magical items, and he yes. wants samples of, of magical creatures. Yeah. So they get along like a house of fire. Um, about five minutes into your thinking, Yerveth, you feel a tap on your shoulder, and as you turn around, the creature is there again, holding these two long lengths of wood. Um, I say long, they're only about sort of like 20 centimeters long, and it's this very thin length of wood, maybe a couple of millimeters thick, and on the end of it is this, almost like this white fluffy tip that looks like cotton. And the creature looks and goes, sample, swab, painless. <laughs> Requested. What's what's in it for me? If mm. I give you a sample, creature likes things. Creature likes mm. health. Creatures, you like body. You like body and health. <laughs> Let me have look. And it pulls out its scanner and runs another scan down your body again, Yerveth. Uh, it pauses. It gets about halfway down your abdomen and goes, hmm, spleen, <laughs> not very healthy. Took arrow here once. Scar tissue. Grizzich Fitch, fix. Yes. Um, yeah, I do have a couple of wounds. That would be good. Sample <laughs> approved. <laughs> as long as it's painless, Grizzich. Painless. <laughs> Promise. Where's that swab going? <laughs> 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 Remove pantaloons. <laughs> no, it doesn't say that. <laughs> it doesn't say that. It doesn't say that. Um, open mouth, please. <laughs> uh, it runs the swab around the inside of your cheek and then bends down and looks at Eleanor. Open mouth, <laughs> please. Does Eleanor open her mouth, Yerveth? Yerveth uh, looks down at Eleanor and goes, I mean, I guess you should do what he says. Eleanor sort of opens her mouth, but pulls her lips back across her teeth, letting him know that if any point, well, letting it know, I should say, letting it know that if at any point Eleanor gets bored of this, his hand better be out of the way quick. <laughs> Creature does a very brief, very brief swab and then places these two things inside the cylindrical um, glass chambers and then scuttles back away from you. And as it gets about halfway, turns around and goes, ha, spleen fix, ha, <laughs> runs back over, uh, pulls out this small device, from uh, on its belt and then points it at your abdomen Yervith. Could you make me a constitution saving throw please? Uh, yeah. 13. No, that's okay. 13 is a pass. Um, this should be painful. You watch as the flesh that is lit up by this small device, it makes this circle of red light on you. As the flesh is lit up, you watch as your flesh begins dissolving away from this red light. This oh. should be incredibly painful. You watch as the oh. creature dissolves your flesh until it gets to your spleen and then pulls out another device and begins like working away at your spleen. Hold. <laughs> Still, please. <laughs> but it's not painful. It should be. This should be excruciating, but somehow it's oh, really? not. Yeah, yeah. It sh this oh, should wow. be okay. incredibly painful, but all you feel is this dull tingling. Um, Eleanor, I feel like, as she I feel sees. Like my brain would be like. 
this doesn't this make hurts, any sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, pain is not just physical, so. Yes, pain is mental. Yeah, so probably right. you do feel the <laughs> mental pain. The creature begins working away, and then as it turns this device off, you watch as your flesh rapidly regrow- regrows to fill the space. <laughs> Spleen fixed. Thank you. Entity feels <laughs> good. Yeah, I sort of flex around a little bit and sort of adjust and I, I think so. Blood filtration. Really... <laughs> 13.7%. <laughs> More efficient. Hmm. That's good to know. I, I was going to say, I, I guess I won't really know the effects until I'm uh, until I'm, I'm, in, I'm in need of it. Not for 27.64 okay. years. <laughs> oh. Well, well, thank you. That's... Welcome. <laughs> and then it begins scuttling away back over towards the room again. Uh, Lockie, what would you be doing? Um, well, Lockie saw the um, the building, the thing has gone, okay, and gone back to that room. Um, ah, the specimen <laughs> chamber above. Specimen chamber. No, 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 the, no, the, um, the waiting chamber. Ah, the yes, waiting chamber. Because what, what I wanted to do is sort of like stretch through the doorway and his, his first experiment would be to like feel the um the ticks of his gears and see if they're running at different rates inside the rooms and then if they're not wanted to sort of just see if he can get a feel for um any like magical energy or something that's been in the room that might have pushed it onto a different time could you make me an investigation and then an arcana check please I think I've I think I have thoroughly disturbed chat um for those of you watching slash listening um Sweet dreams. <laughs> Thirteen for the investigation, twelve for the arcana. Um, plus four on one of those as well. Lucky, as you begin sort of examining, trying to sort of look for any changes to, um, I, I guess specifically you're looking for like time dilation here, right? You're looking for any discrepancies mm. in the flow of time. You don't find any. Uh, as you begin looking around the room, there's no sense of any time. I'm gonna have to say it. There's no more timey wimey things going on. Um, but as you begin examining the room more closely, you can see that this room is incredibly dry and definitely the, the, the air that was in here, there's something about the air that was in here that seems really important to you. Your atmospheric sensors are detecting high levels of nitrogen, low levels of oxygen, high levels of carbon dioxide, and another chemical you can't quite discern. It looks like a complex hydrocarbon that doesn't really register on your systems as something that you would know. That's right, we're getting fucking scientific up in here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some sort of hydrocarbon you don't recognize. Um, your arcana of 12, You, as you look around this, Lockie, this has to be magic. All of this has to be magic. But you have this deep-seated understanding, given your background and given your, your way of perceiving the world, that this is something a little bit different to magic. This is science, and it is terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Fascinating. Mm. Okay. You're just going to prod the body, and it doesn't do much, you'll wander out. Alrighty. And the last person we need to check in with is Mira. 
That sound is going to haunt your waking dreams now. <laughs> oh, I'm, yeah. I'm doing Pavlovian conditioning right now to that. <laughs> For science. For science. Um, um, I think Mira's definitely not watching the experiment. She is overwhelmed by this whole thing because this is way out of her league. So she's just kind of focusing on Shana and just making sure, like, watching her and how she's reacting and just, like, you know. She's, like, she's quite... So, so privately, Mira is, like, very fangirly for Shana. She thinks she's really cool. Aww. And she's like, you know, she's like, oh, you know, she's so cool and so interdimensional and <laughs> interdimensional. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's so um, cultured. <laughs> she's from another dimension. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, but she's still like concerned a about like how she's taking this and getting Lyra back, but also mm -hmm. b how far is she going to go to get Lyra back? Because this this could go pretty far. And she's just looking around at all the implements and it's like, how far? Are we gonna go with this? So I think she's just just checking in with Shana the whole time. Mm. With the like, Shana's pretty much like parked herself off to the side where she's not gonna sort of be in the way underfoot kind of thing. Yep. And she's just sort of like coiled up and it's just sort of like resting back and just sort of watching, watching the process of Lyra being built yeah. from the ground up essentially and it's um i'll come i'll come over to shana and i'll just be like um you seem pretty comfortable here um <laughs> i mean in a really fucked up way i mean it kind of reminds me of home i mean original home uh, really? it's, it's a bit i mean not the whole underground people in tubes being built from the ground up but in the sense where everything is straight. There's no rough texture to the walls and she's sort of like rubbing against sort of the floor as she's sort of saying it. And it's everywhere in Nostea, um, it's, everything's textured. The, you know, only the smoothest of marble floors and, you know, po most polished of granite and steel are generally the only times where you you get an absence of texture, but everything else is so, there's so much input. There's um, so much scattering and stuff going on with it all. And um, in a weird way, it's having rooms made out of the same polished metal and the stairs being that same metal. And, you know, every single angle is that exact, you know, 90 degrees. Um, it's kind of weird how used to logic and order that you get and when it's gone and you, you deal and then you come back and it's like your home and there are the solutions that you've dreamt about for so long and I'm waiting for to be woken up and it all come crashing around at my ears again. Well, this is quite dreamlike for me. But it sounds like your life was a lot less chaotic than before all this. I mean, it was, yeah, actually it was. It was very ordered. I mean, everybody and you had your, the things that you were expected to do and the times that you were expected to do them in. And 
that was kind of it. You know, you repeat that day in and day out. You get used to a certain level of order. The same thing, though. Every day. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, you you get a lot done. And you, you get really good at, like, maybe one very specific thing. But, I mean, there are other things, too. I mean, you, you don't get to experience a lot. I mean... You know, in the short amount of time I've been here, I've experienced and done way more than I ever, you know, thought to do previously. Same as me. I lived an ordered life before everything, uh, but at least I chose this new life. You didn't get the chance. I, you know, being full honestly, if I could say I could mag- wave a magic wand and, you know, if I could send things back to the way they were originally, I mean, I can't say that I wouldn't do that. I mean, these experiences with you guys have been amazing, but part of me is sort of feeling like I'm having all these experiences at the expense of Lyra not having these experiences. I think it would be good to have your anchor back. I think so too. I'm. I mean, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. I mean, um, uh, part of me wants to be bouncing all around the walls and anticipation, but well, if this is all it takes—a little bit of probing—and I kind of look over uncomfortably at you, but it's being <laughs> yeah. Right at this point, it's like running. It's like this little like um, cotton wool swab. Essentially, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop trying to pretend that you guys don't know what this is uh, for the characters. A cotton wool swab inside you have its mouth, like <laughs> you have just that like yeah ah. yeah. <laughs> he's, doing, he's doing the sneezing, yeah. like the constant sneezing, like the ah, I can't stop sneezing. Yeah, oh, it's not going up his nose; it's just a cheek swab. Oh, that's <laughs> it's, just, it's just it's just collecting a DNA sample. Nothing to be worried about. Yeah, nothing to be worried about. Well, well it's accurate then. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, nothing to be concerned about at all. Uh-huh. Nothing to be concerned about, Yerveth. Nothing here. No. Well, oh, as you go- oh, sorry, no, 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 no please, please. Oh, go no, go. I was just going to say, look, if it takes a little bit of discomfort to open new opportunities, and especially Lyra, well, I guess that's what it takes. And Mira will, like, sit down next to Shana and be like, hmm, comfortable. You oh. don't have to watch if it's creeping you out. No, that's, that's okay. I'll be here in case something happens. Mira's got like a hands over her eyes and occasionally like peeks through her fingers then goes, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> you watch as like the musculature begins forming on the lower calf. You're like, oh god, no, 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 no. <laughs> as, as you guys have this talk, the flesh sculpting seems to have reached its end. Lyra sort of floats in the chamber before you. Uh, no clothes, she is nude because it is just flesh at this point, just hovering in the middle of this chamber. As, as the... As her form has slowly been created, the color of this this liquid, this immersive liquid, has slowly changed from red to completely see-through as all the nutrients has been drained from it. And as the creature sort of looks over, cocks its head and goes, Ha! All finished. Ha! <laughs> ha! We need soul. Yes, yes, the soul. And she pulls herself away um, from sort of staring I should say, uh, the body, the heart is beating, and you can see the chest sort of rising and falling a little bit in the liquid, and it looks like she's breathing this liquid, as if she's asleep. The body is alive. I should say that. The body is alive. It just has no soul and no mind. 
And he's, um, she looks over and she's sort of steals her resolve and looks back and, um, uh, I'm not sure if you've had more experience with this, um, well, we call it wish and magic, but you call it energy, but, um, if you have more experience with this spell than I do, but, uh, it, it works just the way that you think it does, yes? Uh, I just intend to bring Lyra's soul back and put it in this vessel, and she's gesturing to the pod. She's like, is there anything else I need to do? Intention. <laughs> Good. Connection. Even better. You have item. Psychic link to a creature. Item yes. she carry. Item um, she, she love. probably reaches back and um, pulls out Lyra's original staff with, you know, the odd branch still just sticking out of it at odd angles. The creature I, I, takes the staff very reverently, very gently, and holds it up and looks at it. Uh, Lockie, you go, sorry. I also have this, if you want to add it as well, it might help. And I'll bring out the um, the necklace of the stone, of Lyra's oh, stone that yeah. she was in. The one with the bear. Oh, that she was trapped oh, in. Wow. As the creature takes it and examines it, it pulls out that same scanner again and shines the lights over it. <laughs> you have brought <laughs> item with impression. It held consciousness for some time. <laughs> 600 years, as a matter of fact. Ah, excellent. <laughs> High chance of success. <laughs> we move from single <laughs> to double digits. Oh, <laughs> Do not worry. We can try <laughs> and try again. <laughs> May take a few hours. No, translate. <laughs> years. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, that's No, just... before, but now, as it holds up the, the necklace connection. <laughs> Strong. Good. Come, uh, come, come. <laughs> Serpentile. One. Come, come, come. Hand, please. Uh, hand? Takes your hand, Shana, and presses this thin metal disc into it. As it does so, you suddenly feel this drawing of energy from you into this disc. I need to know whether or not you would resist this effect or whether you would allow it to happen. If you're going to resist it, I need a wisdom saving throw, please. Actually, no, sorry. It will allow be a, it. Allows it? Okay, cool. You yeah. feel... Anything to do with Lyra is she's just... All, all in. You're lucky You're lucky. this is just doing exactly what he says it's doing. Um, oh. The gift of the dragon, uh, dragon corpse, has earned you guys a lot of favor. <laughs> <laughs> you feel as the wish spell that you had unlocked with the magic being that energy is from you into this device and as it does so the thin metal disc opens up and pulls into this spherical shape these almost tiny interlocking rings of different sizes spinning around this moat of pure rainbow energy spinning in the very center and as the creature releases your hand and, and opens up its own this moat sort of begins floating in the air in between its hands <laughs> very pure very pure energy good good Items for <laughs> connection. Holds out the other hand. You hand over the staff and the necklace. Yeah. The creature moves over towards the large canister and presses a button on the dial outside the front of it. You watch as this section of the canister opens and pushes forwards this long metal tray. The creature places down the staff and the necklace. Again, quite 
reverently, surprisingly, on the tray and then moves over towards the far side where a small socket has opened up in the very middle. Takes the floating mote of energy, just plucks it out of the air, and then places it inside this section here. Ooh, has best connection up here with subject. <laughs> Probably me or Lucky. Um, uh, let's. Both good uh, connection. She... Both can come. Help. Both can come. Come. Okay. She, she walks forward, she, if Lockie's sort of lagging behind, she probably even, like, maybe lightly grabs him by the wrist and pulls him yep. forward even, like... Yep. Lockie would change that to holding her hand as they walk Yeah. Up. As you guys come forward holding holding hands, the creature looks down and goes, Ha! Already prepared. Hands, please. Not those digits. And points at your holding hands. Other hands, please. Alrighty. As you guys pass over your hands, the creature holds your hands. Uh, for both of you, probably, the, I mean, I should have described this before, but the exoskeleton surprisingly feels quite warm to the touch. You might have been expecting it to be cold and hard, but the hands of this creature almost have this this warmth to them, and the exoskeleton feels um, leathery and a little bit soft here, like a dog's paw in terms of the the um, the, the feel of it. It seems that the the underside of the pads underneath the exoskeleton are actually designed for grabbing and gripping. Um, and as the creature holds your hands and looks across, you watch as the table behind it begins to glow and the staff and the necklace begin dissolving into these golden particles that float up into the air and then get pulled into the chamber around Lyra. Now, this is where things get a little bit interesting. Both of you are participating in this. I need both of you to roll me D100s, please. I am adding a modifier to this that I'm not going to tell you based on the connection of the items that you have provided. Oh my God. Wow. That's a 100. <laughs> 43 from Lockie. That is a natural 100 on a D100. This is the second time that she has rolled a 100 on a D100 in relation to bringing Lyra back. The chances, the statistical chances of this are so small. I don't think I've had you roll a percentile dice in between that last percentile dice, have I? Other people uh, have. I rolled one. You rolled one other. And that was this episode when I rolled oh, yep. uh, the nine. Yes. Natural 100 <laughs> on a D100. <laughs> Holy shit, boys. Um, here's what happens. Uh, Matt's just joining us back. Matt, that was 100 on a D100. She rolled 100 on a D100. Matt, D100 on D100. What are the chances? <laughs> I don't know if Matt can hear us. No, He's not as excited as me. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was yelling and I'm like, what happened? <laughs> okay, here we are. Here's what happens. Um, as the items, as the staff and the necklace dissolve into these tiny motes of golden energy and are pulled up and begin circling around Lyra's sleeping body, you watch as they begin forming this helix-like structure spinning around faster and faster. The creature, the flesh sculptor, Grizzik, its eyes begin glowing, first this soft white, 
and then a harsher and harsher bright white light. And as it bends back its head and opens its mandibles, light begins shining from within it, pouring through cracks in its exoskeleton. These patterns of moving light, changing colors as it passes over the striped colored sections of its exoskeleton. And then you hear a musical note ring out. High pitch, too high to hear, but so low that it vibrates within your bodies. This impossible note. And as it does so, you watch as in front of you, slowly at first, but faster and faster, a thin line, a crack of white light appears in the air before you and begins unzipping, revealing a tear in the fabric of reality itself. Light bends around this as it hits it, giving it this strange bubble-like appearance. Even though you know you're looking at a two-dimensional hole in the air, it bends around itself, creating this impossible shape. You find yourselves drawn, always looking to the center, this swirling tendrils of darkness within the middle that slowly begin, begin giving way to warm yellow light. And on the other side, you can see trees, forest, the sound of birdsong drifting through. Suddenly, out of nowhere, a hand pushes through the crack. A pale, white, skin-colored hand, uh, Caucasian skin-colored hand pushes through the crack and grabs hold of the edge of this thing. And then the other hand pushes through. And you watch as slowly pulling herself through this tear in reality, a familiar face, red hair pulling back against the force of this thing, is Lyra. She looks a little bit different though, sections of her clothing seem to have changed and warped a little bit. These almost like myconoid structures growing across her and the chest plate has changed into this lattice of black and red dendritic tendrils. And as she pulls herself free and drops into the room, the tear closes suddenly. And as Lyra turns to face you all, you can see she's still sort of partially transparent. And she looks at you all with tears in her eyes. And as she opens her mouth, her voice comes from far away like an echo. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. And then suddenly she begins being pulled towards the body as the creature suddenly snaps its head down and looks at her, the light shining across her, pushing her back. And those tendrils of light, these golden motes spinning around the body, reach out and grab onto her arms and legs, pulling her towards the body. As the soul is pulled inside, the body jerks all of a sudden and then goes still. The lights begin slowly fading from the creature's eyes and you watch as the that lattice of, of rings that was holding the spell intact cracks with a sudden loud jarring noise and the rings fall to the ground, useless, they tinkle onto the ground. The creature lets go of your hands, Loki and Shana, sort of pants a little bit. <laughs> it is <laughs> done. It was successful. <laughs> and as, as you watch, soon as sorry, he yep, said yep, done. Yep. Sorry, as, as soon as he said the word like it's done, Shana is already off wherever she is now, and she is booking it towards where Lyra is. So Lyra's in this tube, still floating in this liquid. Um, so you can book it to her, but as you get up to the edge and start sort of like pressing your face and hands against the glass. Uh, there's no entrance. You've seen stuff move through this, but it doesn't seem like you can. 
seems like energy well, can pass she, through. But she she probably actually looks over at him, um, like in a little bit of panic, almost like a like you know, is she in trouble in here? Like, do I need to get her out? Like a looking to him for like panic direction. Yeah, this this insecto creature looks towards you in confusion and goes, "All went well. <laughs> Why? <laughs> so scared." Something has happened every time we've gotten close to getting her back. I am happy to report the experiment was a complete success. The odds of this working were 47.64%. We Higher than I thought. Odds. Higher than I thought. Can she oh, get oh, out? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> best not to mess with her right now. Brain still connecting. Memories need to be written. Brain is, uh, how to say, uh, software, hardware. Ah, translate not working. <laughs> you have no word. But brain is fresh, no connection. Connection must be formed by new soul. Takes time. How? Uh, is it years? Months? Days? Ah, days. Ha. That one. You Actual can days, take her. Not... Actual days. <laughs> Translator matrix fixed. <laughs> no more mistakes like <laughs> poor a person waiting. <laughs> and if we if we take her, she's you know the the same brain hardening and memories will happen whether she's here or anywhere. Keep in soft liquid. <laughs> I can decant. Right word? Yes, <laughs> I can decant. <laughs> Thank you. It's what you've done is it's uh, I cannot convey how much it means to me what you've done. Thank you. Can you make me a persuasion check with advantage, please? Persuasion. That was incredibly heartfelt. Um, and the creature did just spend that moment uh, drawing upon your life experiences to form a connection to uh, to Lyra. So it's sort of feeling the after effects of that. 18. Can I add a plus four to that? Yes, you can. Make it 22 um, as you hey, flash of genius yeah. it. The creature sort of pauses and as it turns towards all of you, its mandibles pull back in this horrific display showing the inside of its mouth. Oh God. However, Shana, you know that this is the equivalent of this creature smiling <laughs> um, as it exposes its soft indo uh, in, inside un underneath the exoskeleton, as it exposes its soft inner parts as a, as a gesture of, of vulnerability to you. Um, it sort of pauses and then looks and goes, You are welcome. We are glad to have met all of you. Welcome back anytime. If you, Samples. We can wait. If you ever require our assistance, <laughs> somehow. <laughs> if you have any <laughs> interesting samples, <laughs> please provide. May do. I was going to say, Shana, I think actually... if we give some samples, that would be good. Yes, I think so too. And she's thinking back to her, uh, the whole witch's sea hag head debacle. Oh, <laughs> the salt preserved sea hag. 
Yeah, she's just like, I wonder if I need to start keeping samples now. <laughs> Um, I wonder what preserved would happen insult, if we okay? Tiamat to this guy. Yeah, I was just thinking that too. I was like, what about essence of Tiamat? Did you, did you say that out loud? <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, as you say salt no, I think, preserved, Yerveth says it out loud. Yes, thank you, Yerveth. The creature pauses yeah, and turns yeah, towards you. Okay. Sample it. of <laughs> divinity. Yes, <laughs> greatly appreciated. Weapon against Hadar. <laughs> oh no, wouldn't say Hadar, sorry. Weapon against her, Dark Hunger. <laughs> Any particular part? Any. Oh, <laughs> particular <laughs> part. Well, uh, I guess I'm going to say it now. Uh, if I get the opportunity, I'm taking a sample of old Tiamat and bringing it back here if I get the opportunity. Yeah. I mean, you... I wouldn't mind taking a piece out of it as well. What, what do you mean, weapon against? It can stop Hadar. Yeah. Dark Hunter. Oh. <laughs> if, if Shana heard uh, him going for the full Hadar word, she might <laughs> elbow him if she can. <laughs> like, hand hand like... over the mouth really briefly. Yeah. As you have so, corrects I mean, to. I mean, I mean Dark Hunter, sorry. sorry. Um, the creature sort of looks and goes, How to uh, explain? <laughs> hmm. Hard to explain. I shall work on explanation. Suffice to say, ha, Hadar made of same stuff as gods. If I know how gods bleed, Hadar bleed too. Ha. Interesting. That is a very good point. Um, salt preserved samples, are they alright or do you need ice preserved? Drained of or- too much moisture. Sample jar, here. And it reaches over and takes a glass jar with a metal lid and hands it to you, Shana. It's roughly about the size of a large mason jar, sort of like 20 centimetres diameter and about 40 centimetres tall. And it hands it over to you. Place sample you. here. Press button on top. Sample preserved. <laughs> ah, do not touch inner liquid. Too bad, Mason John. Do not, do not touch inner liquid. <laughs> um, I think if she sort of got like some rope or some string or whatever, she'll like sort of tie like a little sort of hanger kind of thing almost and attach it to a component. Do like pouch. a quick macrame to like attach yeah. it to like, her you, know, belt. you know that cool thing that you see online every now and then? Like it's like the gif of like someone like hanging a pot plant from a single piece of rope. And they're, yeah. like, <laughs> Make me a slider hand check. Make me a slider hand check. Let's see how well you do. Oh no. You thought you weren't going to have to roll for that. I'm right here. But you are. Shana, I'm right here. 13. <laughs> uh, Shana gives it her best, but yeah, but as you watch, you just have to step in. Like, this is this is atrocious workmanship. Would you like to roll me a slider hand check? Yeah. As you have, it just comes in and, like, takes it um, off your hands very gently, Shana. goes. <laughs> 15. I mean, Yerveth, like, you watch Shana as Yerveth basically comes in, mansplains, and adds two extra knots. And you, like, look, you're like, well, <laughs> if you'd so given me the extra 10 you. seconds, maybe I would have added those knots, Yerveth. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I, she's honestly too ecstatic still about Lyra to even just lie. <laughs> As you guys are doing this, um, Guriz goes over and um, 
presses a series of buttons and you watch as Lyra's body begins sort of dropping down in the tube very slowly. And as she reaches the bottom, um, a section of the lower part of the metal opens up and begins filling with this liquid in a bag. And Lyra is literally deposited inside this large, like umbilical sack, no, amniotic sack style bag in the fetal position. And as the bag seals and is released, the creature sort of begins fussing over it and looking and then um, attaches this metal tag to the top of it that clicks on this metal tag. When tag ha, falls off, you can ha, remove. Cool. Thank you. You um, need way of transport. Where you take... I was just thinking that. Um, Lucky. Yes? You don't still have that connection to the ship, do you? Yes. I mean, um, I'm pretty no. sure. I'm um, pretty sure Jin can still cast teleportation circle. Yeah, I forgot about that. That's new. Jin, yeah. Jin, Jin sort of like raises his hand, goes, "I could just oh, teleport her one, back. Yeah. Can we just teleport her back to the ship, or even back to Me? Oxenford? I could take her to somewhere safe at Oxenford. Back to the night hall. Back to night hall. And I think that's actually split Shana right down the middle because part of her wants Lyra where she is in like immediate reach like Shana's like yep I will you know keep her safe and then the other part of her knows that um, a flying airship is not the most secure location and not where we're if going we're, if we're tele- <laughs> if we're teleporting her back to the night hall I probably should let them know not to go opening her up too early I can yeah. simply yeah. let them know when I teleport her no contacts there well that and settles I think- it then yeah, um, and so I think what she might do is she might see if she can sit down with both Jen and Mira and write out, like, a set of, like, instructions almost. Um, and, you know, make, you know, using Mira to sort of, like, make sure, like, it makes sense. There's no double understanding or anything of anything that's written like it is. Uh, as black yeah. as white as she can physically come up with. Um, I, I'm going to say that's very smart. easy to do uh, as you sit down with Mira and Jin. Um, and we do know someone who will look after her there as well. As our, well. Um, yeah, as well. But also our resident, you know, um, you know, non-copyrighted care of magical creatures. Uh, ah, who you haven't seen there for a little bit and who you know has been out oh, he's taking been out. the dragons right. back to their, back to Chiara. As we will look after her. Yeah, Nucius, Nucius hasn't been there for a while. That's right. Ah. Interesting. Mm, interest. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> you, you guys, you guys trust trust this place, yeah? I mean, I trust Azua. That doesn't inspire confidence. Oh, that's all, that's all you need. I mean, you can't look up. You can't get any better protection than Azua. I mean, uh, I mean, it is the guild hall after all. But also two of those dragon eggs. Can't get much than that. Oh. Yes, whatever happened. I have to check in with Nucius. Um, you guys know from Leosin that they've hatched and Nucius has taken them back to Chiari. Chiari. There's a way to take them back to Chiari. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Was... Is one of them still missing? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yes. Emric. Emric took one. Emric took it. Ages ago. Mm. Yeah. Literally 50 episodes ago. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, well, in the oh, interest, because wow. we are sort of at the area where it's a good time to wrap up, and I think this has gone really better than I could have ever hoped. Um, yeah. And nowhere near what I think. This is awesome. Um, would there be anything else you guys do with Grizzik 
Or is it? Oh man. I, I mean, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. much. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 Lucky would nudge. I don't think you need to terribly much, but nudge Mira to leave him with a. Oh yeah, a, a card. Business card, yeah. <laughs> oh, you hand him a business card. Yeah, sure. As you hand over the business card, he he examines it and looks at it, and then places it into this strange square-shaped, um, almost like a yeah, a, a square-shaped device covered in these little glass viewports. And as the card goes in and begins spinning around, he pulls up this holographic display in front of him. And you watch as all these tiny little points of light appear on the globe of Nostea in front of you. And as it zooms in and focuses, it moves towards Oshia, Oxenfurt, zooms in on the city, and then zooms in on the night hall. And as he looks and goes, ah, teleportation circle, <laughs> registered. Oh. oh, shit. <laughs> well, look, you have done us a, quite a service. We would be, we'd like to call on you. I believe we could potentially do service to you as well. We take all types at the Tempest Guild. And I take all types of specimens. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That is not what I meant. Yes. A match Actually, made in heaven. Huh? Oh, God. Is there a contact method that I can contact you if I need another specimen jar? You know, if, if this one gets full. Hmm. Need way to contact. Huh. Hmm. Could open personal teleportation pad to you. Hmm. Trust, though. Lots of trust. Hmm. You know where our teleportation circle is. Maybe you could just send a jar through every now and then. Um, and then collect them if you know that they're full. Organize an automatic could, teleportation. Could do swap. <laughs> Send note. <laughs> Remove note five seconds later. If jar full, return with note. Send empty jar. <laughs> good, good compromise. <laughs> yes. Yes. Good. Trust okay. built. Maybe access granted. <laughs> One day, we can wait. <laughs> with time, we can wait. Well, this has been enlightening, to say the least. Um, thank you for fixing my spleen. Pleasure. We need that on a shirt for you. Yeah, I was going to say, that's got to be a comic line. <laughs> thank you for uh, tissue sample. Thank you for fixing my spleen. <laughs> What are you planning on doing with those samples anyway? <laughs> Study. Is there anything in mind? Study connection. Entanglement. Creatures entangled. Lots to learn. Knowledge. Power. If you, if you find anything interesting about them could you let me know and share your knowledge with me uh, i don't really understand much about it myself um so the more knowledge the better right share hmm. offer exchange knowledge for knowledge Good. if i find anything like. else out about what i am i will share it with you Good, good, good. Trade. Ha. Yes. Ha. Barter. Trade. Ha. Swap. Ha. Ha. 
try not to break any more of your devices. I like you. <laughs> like, translate, huh? Yes, I <laughs> sample like you too. <laughs> and <Steve. laughs> That's as good as it's going to get. <laughs> well, ha, much to do. <laughs> Talk later. We can wait. <laughs> You're very patient. Very well. I have <laughs> lots of time. Great. Alrighty. I, with that, I'm assuming you guys, uh, probably Jin at this point is like, mm, I think I might just teleport us back to the ship from down here. I, I don't really want to have to carry that and points at the <laughs> sack with the like folded over body, the body of Lyra in the fetal position. don't really want to have to carry that back to the ship. I think I'll teleport us back to the ship from here. And I then think that might be wise. Then we better go. Yes, speaking of time, there's something yes. we don't seem to have. Yes. Yeah, we need to head back to uh, Palin as soon as possible. Yes. Alrighty. With that, Jin um, begins casting Teleportation Circle. Uh, he's just going to do the spell slot Teleportation Circle to get you guys back to the ship as quickly as possible. As you begin activating the magic, you watch as uh, Grzyk begins pulling out a device and measuring the energy output as Jin casts the spell. Uh, and he makes these weird sort of like chirping noises. It's like, hur, hur, hur. you're not really sure what that is. Um, <laughs> He's laughing, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. Uh, yeah. And then as the teleportation circle activates, um, you guys find yourselves back on the ship. The sudden feeling of, of pull and push as you feel the world around you spin and turn as you are pulled from one location and placed in another. Uh, as you guys arrive back on the ship, Leosin is excited to see you, horrified by what you tell him you went through, and finds <laughs> and, and basically gets um, uh, Arvel and Grisha to help carry uh, the the sack. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe this. The the the, the, container, the container um, up to the captain's cabin, which he surrenders to Lyra to to like to keep her on the bed and and like secures on the captain's bed to keep her safe in, in the captain's cabin up on the top deck of the ship. Um, with that, the airship sort of begins the undocking procedure fairly quickly. Leosin getting the hint from you guys that possibly there's some trouble on the way and that time to get you guys out of the city as quickly as possible. Um, yeah. As the airship Tr- begins... Trouble's already here, Leosin. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, um, I just... You, you took down a dragon in the middle of the city, and um, I just have a feeling that even though your illusions were very good, Jin, I, I do worry that they were still of you, which means you are identifiable Ooh. in that area. So I'm thinking we just go. I'm just, I'm just thinking we go. Yep. I mean, we got rid of the body yep. of the dragon. Yep. If it makes anything better. Yeah. I, in my experience, once the guard or the law or the police have you in custody, but they don't have someone else very hard to get you out of that situation unless you can do a trade for someone else and if that someone or something else is already dead uh then you're in a bit of a predicament would be my understanding um yes they like things all neatly wrapped up with a bow and if you're already in custody it's already solved right (laughs) and if we're already gone then also that's solved so yes uh a much more preferable solving i think so 
please, I will, I'll get the airship going. I'll pay the Harbour Master's fees if you want to get everything ready and uh, help us get the ship uh, ship shape. Excuse the pun. I think we can take off and uh, make our way. Uh, what's our bearing? Where are we Where are we headed to? I understand that we could probably head back to Oxenford if you wished. I know that we are a bit concerned about the goings-on in Palin. Do we want to head directly there? Uh, is there somewhere else you wanted to go? I think we need to head to Palin. I think we need to head to Palin. We need to Palin. get our harbour harbor contacts and find mm. out what's going on. I'll contact uh, Susurus immediately. Yes. We will either need to teleport Lyra to Oxenford or drop her off along the way. Uh, I think probably it's safest if we get her to Azua and the Night Hall. Uh, as soon as Jin's ready, he could uh, teleport her now. I'm actually, I'm not sure. How does the teleportation circle work while we're moving? Is that a problem? Jin looks over. And goes, Jin looks over and goes, "No, no, not a problem at all." Oh, okay, right. Well, that's easy. Great. Well, then we'll 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 teleport it now then. And uh, like, uh, Shana's just making sure that like she has like both sets of like letters like in an area where they're not going to get lost or you know she's. Yeah, with that same box. sort of intensity that she had over like um clucking around the um that uh, i can't even remember the item that's yeah. currently locked in lead chest in the engine room yeah 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 but yeah with that same sort of intensity she is like oh yeah she was making sure that she's all set yep all right like the first time you've been physically separated from each other ever right mm. weird yeah Alrighty, and with that as the airship takes off and begins rising over the city of Dromethion, the spires and towers falling away below you as you leave the city behind. The wide open grasslands and forests beyond the southern part of Oshia. You begin heading towards the city of Palin, capital of the Oshin Empire, and where you suspect the ritual to summon Tiamat may be taking place right now. And that is where we lift off and leave Whoa. things for tonight. We Whoa. will be back. We will be back next Wednesday for more Ooh. Tyranny Ooh. of Dragons. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Uh, something a little bit different I threw into the campaign tonight. Um, when they, when I sort of threw the idea of the flesh sculpture around, I had a, a little rough idea of what I thought it might look like. Um, and then when these guys got really excited wanted to go check that out, I had a bit of fun kind of expanding it in my mind. So yeah, for those of you who have been paying attention to some of the broader lore that's happening across the multiple campaigns, uh, a few little tidbits for you there about what's going on in the larger the larger multiverse. Um, and I will actually work on some character art that is a brand new race that will be up on the homebrew page of the wiki and on D&D Beyond very shortly with some artwork. I just quite get it finished in time, but I will put the artwork up there as well. If you wanted to use this race in your campaigns, you are more than welcome to. It will be on the public page of D&D Beyond and I'll release some more information about them on the wiki soon. So yeah, hope you guys enjoy. That's it from us tonight. Stay safe, stay well, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us and we will see you all again next week. Until then, goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.